Welcome to the Paperless Movement Podcast. I'm Tom Solid, your host, and I'm so excited to share another thrilling episode with you, where I deep dive into the digital productivity space together with my guests. As usual, this episode is not sponsored. However, providing you this value for free is only possible thanks to all of you who are part of the Paperless Movement membership. You allow me to stay independent with my opinion. But also as a member, you can join these interviews live when they are recorded for a chance to ask your own questions and you'll even get access to chapterized video versions of this and previous episodes. So if you'd like to become a member eager to max out the full potential of your digital productivity system, check out paperlessmovement.com. And now, without further ado, let's dive into this chat. Hi, everybody, and welcome back to another interview. I'm really excited today because we will talk about something probably not many of you know yet in the whole world, especially my U.S. listeners and, and viewers. Today, we will talk about Meister Labs. And maybe you heard about Meister Task already or MindMeister, and now they also launched a third product, which is Meister Node. And why this is exciting, we will dive into this in this interview, because as a member, you know, I'm talking about iCore Input Control Output Refine Productivity System End-to-End. -end. And what Meister Labs provides here is an all-in-one solution. And of, obviously, I put this in the parentheses, always all-in-one solution. So let's see how far we can get here with an all-in-one solution and if it really can provide everything that we need. Michael Hollauf or Michael Hollauf, he's from Austria. He is the CEO and founder of Meister Labs. And I knew Meister Task already since I think eight years. So they are not new to the market, but now they are broadening the market to the whole world. So I don't want to go into deep there to do much in there. Michael will tell us more about this. Michael, welcome to the show. And why don't you just introduce yourself in a better way than I probably do? <laughs> You did a great job. Hey, hey, Tom. So yeah, thanks for the intro. My name's Michael. I, as you can hear also from the accent, I'm from Austria. I live in Vienna currently, which is also where the Meister Labs headquarters are. So we, we're a company of about 150 people now. We have three locations in the world currently, just opened the fourth one in Berlin, but the main office is actually in Vienna and uh, we have an office in Seattle as well and uh, a bunch of really cool colleagues there and one in Munich which is actually where my co-founder Till is sitting. So I'm, I'm, I'm co-founder, co-CEO, where yeah, Till and I have done this for now 15 years, which is where we launched our first product. And as you said, eight years ago, the second one, and just last year, our third one, completing the Meister Suite. And yeah, exciting times ahead. I'm glad to be here and chat, chat about the products and productivity in general. Yeah, that's awesome. And yeah, you mentioned it already, three products. For those who don't know Meister, labs yet. Maybe you just give a quick introduction. What are these three products and why this is important that people are aware of all three, right? Yes, definitely. So yeah, all three products all have the Meister brand in them. Yeah. And uh, the first product that I said is what, that we went to market with 15 years ago already is the market leader actually in online mind mapping still where the market leader when we launched and we managed to hold on to that. That's, that's pretty Pretty proud of that. And it's called MindMeister, and it's a if you don't know it, a collaborative mind mapping solution that that runs in the browser. So basically, create and share mind maps, work with them collaboratively in a, in, in a browser, iPhone or Android apps, and all of that, of course. And that that's the first step, sort of, of a process when people get together to plan a new project, to brainstorm a, a topic. They 
a lot of them like to create mind maps or similar structure diagrams. And after that, we launched a second product to let those people who have sort of created the project plan, to let them also carry out the project within a tool of our suite. So that's where we launched Meister Task, which is yeah, a task and project management app using the agile methodology, using Kanban boards mainly, and views to, to let people create tasks, comment, discuss, assign, and automate. And now, just last year, we launched a third product in the suite, and that is called Meister Note. And as the name probably tells, it goes in the direction of, of collaborative documentation and writing and really team knowledge bases. Think Confluence, Think Notion, think things like that, that basically has also, since we've launched it internally, also more than a year ago, has yeah, revolutionized our own work as well, in the yeah. together with the other tool. Yeah. So the listeners, long-term listeners, they probably already know what I'm going for now, which is the interconnection of all these tools. And you, you mentioned it already. All of these are connected, right? So I have MindMeister, which is the mind mapping. I could start there brainstorming, and then I can create easily out of some branches, new tasks inside MeisterTask. So with the nodes, how does it work in there? Data connection with the other two tools. Yeah, very similar. Like there's, I think integration might be a huge topic for you because it is a huge topic in the, in the whole world. It's also for us, even as a, as a tool vendor, there's so many ways you can connect the, 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 the apps together. And that's usually determined by the workflows that the users have in using the tools and what they're using them for. For us, the clear way of connecting our products, the first way how we connected them together was by making sort of master task, the, the core piece. Mm -hmm. That is where your daily work happens. And that is where you carry out your tasks. You move them through the process. You comment on them, you, you work. And the other two tools are of more like content creation apps. That's where content is is brought down and created. And from there, we like we like to get users to easily create tasks in, in MeisterTask. Basically the same way that you can create a task out of mind map. If you write a document in MeisterNode, currently you can manually assign a task, but we're actually working on a new feature with with a machine learning technology, you know, mm -hmm. the password where the system will will suggest to you that, you know, you take a meeting note suggesting that this looks like a task, you know, have a, have a button that you can quickly create and assign a task out of, for example, meeting notes. And that's really interesting, but you mentioned it already integrations. This is, this is something also you're so long on the market and you've been the, one of the first companies where I was very impressed back then eight years ago, when I looked at MeisterTask, that you have automations in place, that you have the connection with mind mapping, which I really liked. But eight years later, to most people, this is standard. That's what people expect nowadays when they go into the tools and the competition is huge now, looking at ClickUp, looking at Notion. So the interconnection is real. And last year, our own research, Obsidian, all these note-taking apps evolved where we had backlinks introduced, something from a development point of view, it's not that complicated, but people start to realize there is actually more to the digital world than just being on, on paper. And this is something that we also teach in the papers movement to leverage the digital world instead of just consuming it. And therefore we need to understand things like tags, backlinks, and all these things that is more than you can ever do on a paper. So the first thing when I saw Obsidian and Rome Research emerged out of nowhere and introducing backlinks, I made a video on YouTube talking about Notion and I said, when they introduce backlinks, then you can just ignore the other two tools because they again have databases and much more. 
But yeah, fun fact, within a month, Notion published backlinks as well. So this is, this is not a thing. And Note Plan 2, the, the developer and CEO, we had an interview as well. He introduced this as well. He said in his, obviously, it always depends on the framework that you have for your application, how complicated it is to introduce this. But it was for him, not very much to introduce backlinks as well. Looking at Meister Notes, you just launched a product. I guess you made the research, the market research and so on, what they have in place. So do you have backlinks and what other features have you looked at other tools that you thought this needs to be inside Meister Note in order to be competitive with the other, you know, endless options that we have now when it comes to note taking and, and interconnected nodes? Yeah. I mean, you, you're right. We of course did market research and we looked at Rome research, especially when it came out, because I think it was a little bit earlier. And to answer the question first, we don't have backlinks in Meister Note. And I will also explain a little bit why, why we don't have many technical features in our products that many other tools have. And that is because we go a slightly different way with the, the products. We want to go a different way. We want to, to build products that everyone can use right away. That everyone can understand with the least amount of learning and, 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 and technical understanding as well, as horrible as it sounds. And therefore we very often in the beginning, at least in the first phases of the product, say no to, to more complex topics such as tagging, tag clouds, interlinking via backlinks and things like that, because we believe it speaks mostly to a developer-oriented community or people who really were, you know, very research-wise, scientifically driven. I think Rome Research, is the name says it, what it's mainly used for. So we have not built these features into our products yet. We are trying to see, we're researching how we can build the benefits of those features in a way that that the benefits come to the user without having to do the work, that the manual tagging and all of that. And that would be, in my opinion, the, the holy grail, yeah, to, to yeah. have the technology do the work for you, but not have to understand how it works or do a lot of it. I think some other tools are really quite far there. And after having launched the first version of Meister Note um, last year in September, we have a lot on our roadmap and a lot is coming and the team is hard at work. And I believe also starting with this machine learning feature that we've introduced, we want to do more of those things, but we really want to do them in a way that the user doesn't need to understand them. Because we don't yeah. build products for developers, we build them for the whole company. We build them for marketing teams, for finance teams, for, you know, design teams, for, for yeah. so a slight difference, I would say. Yeah. Absolutely. So I had an interview with Ian Small, the CEO from Evernote, and there was the questions I asked, how many users of Evernote actually do use tags inside Evernote? Mm -hmm. And he said, it's only 2% of the user base using it. And I asked my, my community, how many of the Evernote users in there use tags? And it was actually 50%. So there's, it makes sense. You always have to understand statistics, right? And interpret them, interpret them right. So obviously the broad user base of Evernote is not all tech savvy people and, and interested in tech and so on. Whereas my community, they usually tested it all and they really want to max out their systems. And, you know, they also want to start from scratch, but interested in how can I actually build a complex knowledge base and leverage it easily. So this is why we had more. And again, this is why I think people don't use tags or backlinks or things like this because they just don't know how to use it. And you said something very important there, workflows. So, uh, core part of ICOR is that you people need to understand the business work streams. What are they, you know, what is the flow of information flow? 
things like this. And then you can introduce complexity. So I absolutely agree. The more complexity you put in there, looking at you click up and um, people get in there and they're overwhelmed. So you, they need guidance and they need consultants to, to build up the tool. So what ClickUp on the other hand does very clever is that you can switch off functionalities and make it simpler. So is this an option that you could imagine that you just restrict what you have there, you know, customizing the, to the, to the own needs of the, of the people? No, absolutely. I agree with you. That's, I think we would don't go the, the different direction, the opposite direction. And that is actually on our, on our product philosophy roadmap that when we add functionality, we, first of all, we talk really long about exactly that. What percentage of our users does this benefit? Mm. Is this still a core user base or are we then actually addressing a core user base of say Jira, you know, or, uh, this yeah. User? Yeah. and then if we decide, no, nope, we believe this is something we really want that would help the user, then we will not build it in the way that, that it doesn't affect the first time user. That it's not there in the beginning and overwhelm the user, even if it's just one button in the user interface, one extra yeah. button. It's just, it clutters it, 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 it gives you the impression there's so much for me to understand here. I, you know, I yeah. not want to, but make it modular the way you said it. Yeah. But that make it a module that people can discover. And uh, there's a lot of work that goes into that, a lot of research in UX research, how to make it discoverable enough. Yet, you know, hidden. Not distracting. Yeah. yeah. And that's where we want to go. Um, and that's where possibly, yeah, that's where also that the investment, for example, we took last year and first time we took an investment as a company is also meant to, 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 to be, to go into these directions, to build deeper functionality in our products for later discovery while keeping them very simple. Yeah. Um, first time user. Yeah. And the, you just mentioned the investment and that you're going those road. And I really like it because ClickUp is going exactly the different road with hyper growth and throwing features at the people and see if it sticks and, you know, just 20% of the feature is finished and then they see how people use it and optimize it. So in short, ClickUp is still a bug fest. This being said, it's still the, the platform that I use in the paperless movement, but there is always, people need to understand what they actually need. So ClickUp for most people is over complex for what they actually need. So many people I saw and even teams, uh, maybe to do is the simple task list is, is, for, is absolutely enough. So I like the approach that you take there. And I always say stability is key, especially when you want to reach business and want to go into corporate with your system and you need to be stable. And I guess the servers are all in the EU. Mm -hmm. Of course, so we have the, we have the highest GDPR standards there as well. So this is another value proposition that we have here. So these are really nice things. And I talked to the, the, the founder of Akiflow last time. And again, they have the same approach with UI UX, whatever little button they add, they have several rounds where they go through and, and think about, do we really need this and, and things like this. So yeah, I like this approach. The reason why I was going the road with backlinks, you're already providing a suite of tools that are interconnected. So it looks like that connection is a very interesting part of Meister Labs. But then it comes to knowledge connection and you already mentioned AI and just a a tip here from my end, how I could see providing more value to the customers instead of manual. I absolutely understand this manually adding backlinks or referencing other documents might not be used as much, 
but whatever they type into the node might make sense with other nodes. And, you know, these things like you might be also interested in this node, um, you may be, you know, getting some tips and related nodes this way. I think this is much more useful. So even when I have a list of text, I mean, wonder why nobody thought about this yet in, in Obsidian Row Research, because we have the feature when we have, when I mention a tool in the text and I could say, uh, now backlink everything to the page of this tool that I created already. So it will find all the things that are not linked, but it would be much nicer writing it. And it would just highlight like, like Grammarly when I'm writing it, it's suggesting some optimization of my writing. Uh, I could see it this way. This could relate to this node and then providing me context automatically. And with a click of a button, I connect, could connect these things and this way building up a knowledge base. And the importance here is, as you mentioned already for your business, for you, that you're using it yourself, building up a business knowledge base and not these, this, this knowledge silos that everybody builds in their paper notebooks and so on, something that we also cover a lot. So what do you think about this idea? of AI driven resurfacing of information. I love it. <laughs> how, how much does it cost? <laughs> yeah, how much does it cost? Yeah, the thing. No, no. Oh, come on. You can, you can hire an AI developer on Fiverr for $5, right? <laughs> oh, I was just joking. No, I mean, you're, you're really speaking um, to, to your what, language. <laughs> yeah, the language, what we think is actually, this actually my language from a from my very early background as well. And I mentioned that Till and I, my co-founder, did not sure if I mentioned it, but we worked together at a different company before we founded this one. And very ironically, there was, that's 20 years ago, 20, 25 years ago, that company had a value proposition, a unique one at that point of, of interlinking information with each other very securely. And they had a concept of hyperlinks that, that connected information with each other, but also taking into account access rights, for example. So you could link everything that you had access to. If another user looked at it, he would back then 25 years ago, not see it as a link, but just see it. If you renamed the document, if you moved it, the link would still be there. So there's a, a lot of background there that we see now is coming back. It's, it, yeah. it is weird because it's 25 years later and with the launch of Notion, Probably was the first one of them, but then Rome Research and Obsidian, that the, the topic that we then called knowledge management uh, is coming back or content yeah. management is coming back again and is making a big comeback now. That's what we see with the launch of Meisternode as well. And it's uh, to me in, in productivity, the next wave sort of after the task management systems that, you know, had their heyday five, six years ago and all the concepts, the original concepts from then are also coming back again. This time probably to stay, hopefully, yeah, because we also now have the technology, the backend technology to support this as a large scale. And yeah, so we're, we're excited about that. There's a lot of work that needs to go into that. There's, like I said, a lot on our roadmap, but also after the first version of Milestone, which we kind of launched, which again, we went a bit of click up road there. We launched something. We want to have it out and get feedback. But the next versions that are coming up are going to really make this much richer, the whole experience of Milestone, make the integration with the other tools much better. And, and we're, yeah, we're excited about that year this year and, 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 and the ones after, of course. Yeah. So 2022, I'm really excited what, what shows up there. We are, it's just accelerating the whole space there. Mm -hmm. And I, I see they're moving in the right direction. I'm very frustrated still using several tools. This is just how it is, uh, continuous improvement, right? But I like the approach that you're taking here 
with Meister. And I mean, Evernote had something like this as well with their Chrome extension. So whenever you Google something, it recommends the notes next to the Google results, what you have actually on notes already in Evernote. And then I, we also will have next an interview with the founder of Heyday. You just mentioned Heyday, but probably not the company. No, but <laughs> yeah, but the fun fact is this company is called Heyday or the tool is called Heyday and it interconnects all the information that you researched and that you have done doing research, the hyperlinks that you visited and all this and resurfaces this even as newsletter digest every day. You know, things that you visited when you are on a website, it shows you related information or related content that you watched already. And then we have another tool that just came from nowhere. And I just had an interview with them, Docio, and they connect all the Dropbox, G Drive, all your files and everything, and then consolidate everything in one place as well. So I already tweeted this out. If these two companies come together, you would really could have an automated knowledge base this way because all the things is already there. It's a click of a button to integrate and you have no work to manually connect information. I, I, I absolutely agree. This is the moment where people get friction again, that they have to think about what they actually want to connect. So how do I absolutely agree there? So yeah, excited to see, to see how far you can get there. And another thing that I want to add that I appreciate with Meisterlabs is the approach that also Doist the company from Todoist and mm. it's Twist, I think, the the Slack alternative they created. So when when I had an interview with the CEO from Todo from Doist, we had the same discussion. So they building really polished tools. And this is what I always appreciated for Todoist, and this is the reason why I'm still using it. They are polished and they're doing one thing great, which is the task list. And now they can create other tools that interconnect very great with their existing suite of tools. And you are far more down the road already with now launching Meister Notes. So keep up the pace and yes. uh, I'm excited to see what we have there. So just, I think it's, it's a good moment to mention that we also have a Meister discount. Thank you very much. Exclusive for the members. So if you're interested in Meister, we have also Meister partner expert joining the Payless Movement membership. So if you're really interested more there, find out more there. Sorry for interrupting. Michael. No, no worries. I was just going to say the same thing. First of all, keeping up the base, uh, we'll do that. And about, I think it's really true. There is so many different market segments to cover and, and where companies can excel in. And, and if, you know, people like you, communities like yours, help people find, identify which part of this market they are and, and then find the right tools for that. And for someone who really wants a lot of features, I, you know, and I, I'm amazed at ClickUp at how many features that churn out. In the beginning, it was like every week that they said mm -hmm. the news. Now it's a little less understandably, but still they churn out so many features. If you, that's what you're looking for, the breadth, then it's a great tool for you. Uh, we, we're yeah. covering something different. To do is come, cover something different. We want to make something and put a lot of thought in it and don't have the same speed of features to market. But when we put something out, we believe in it and we believe it's right. Yeah. And there are other segments of the market. Asana as well covers something different. I'm not sure if you remember Rike. Yeah, like that in that yeah. time, they moved up market very quickly. They're covering the enterprise market now. And I think even in SMB market, there is also loads of different segments of team sizes and, and use cases that you can cover. And I think the breadth of solutions is a good thing for the user. In fact, there is not one company offering everything, but there's 
a lot to choose from. Yeah. yeah, I absolutely agree. And you mentioned something important here, team sizes and, and business scaling and so on. So we talked on one hand about complexity, which makes it hard for small teams or solopreneurs even to get into these tools, introduce to these tools in the right way and set up with the right foundation, then they become scalable. So there's an advantage having a complex tool that I can scale and make more complex over time this way. So where do you see, where is the limits for MeisterSuite in corporate or enterprise? Because you're more fo more, fo more focused on enterprise now, right? That is very, I think I, I mentioned this now because it's one of the discussions we're, we're, we're leading the moment or have been leading for a while. And the, the, the discussion is, you know, is, is it necessary that every company follows this path of moving up market, which has been in the past the, the, the typical way that companies grew their business. They just went up market with every release, became more complex, became more aimed at bigger teams and at larger companies because they got more money in one sale, retention is better, things like that. Yeah. We believe this is changing because each market segment becomes so, is becoming so big these days in, in where, where, we, where we are now that each market segment can support companies that, that to stay there and that keep offering great solution for that market segment and stay with the SMB market and, and, and more to medium sized teams. And I believe that's what we want to do. That's what, because you have a product philosophy, that product philosophy fits with a certain type of, of, of user and, and, and audience. And you would have to constantly change your product and your philosophy to move up market. And that doesn't make a lot of sense to me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this is something very important as well. This is why I really think I like the philosophy behind Meister Labs. Miro, people follow me, following me know that I like the whiteboarding tool Miro and I used it and introduced it on YouTube already when I just switched from real-time board to Miro and they're just starting out. I said, this is the thing that I can use for creative mind mapping because it goes beyond simple mind mapping. I have a real iPod and can throw everything in there. This being said, I was a real supporter there. And also I'm not sponsored. I, with companies that I like, I start collaborations anyway and reach, you know, I was collaborating with Miro as a, on, on YouTube and said, you know, look, I think you have a great product there. So I have an affiliate link, so you can sign up for this. And this is how I can, you know, Take my part of this, you know, often, I don't know how to explain it right now, but the, the thing is that at the point that I want to get there, Miro was very, they had a face behind the company. And this is something I really think is very important nowadays that you have people behind the company and not just a faceless company. Mm -hmm. And Miro was very open for that. You reached out and you had some discussions and, you know, listened to feedback and so on. And suddenly they stopped the whole affiliate link thing. And then I had contact with their marketing manager, which was just introduced to them. And they told me, we are not doing affiliates anymore. We just, you know, you can sell this to enterprises. And if you sell a license worth $30,000, then you get a chunk of this. And I said, you know, I'm talking about so many tools. I'm not interested in being a one tool only. However, and now we come to the, to the point here, I think they're missing out on, on so much ignoring the single person. Yeah. So I was the single person who really likes the tool. I still using me, right? On, as I said, I'm, I'm not sponsored, so I'm tool agnostic and I'm using the tools that I think work for me and I keep recommending them. Why should I just stop doing this? Because I don't have an affiliate link. That makes no sense. But the point here is, and I, I reached out so many times to them to tell them, listen, I was working in corporate for more than eight years. I was a team member 
and I was struggling getting things done. I introduced tools, for example, when I took over my own team, then later on, I introduced Asana simply to collect projects because there was nothing where we had an overview just to get a proper list, just to create a single source of truth. So this scale up to 10, uh, 2000 people using Asana before I left the company. Because I showed in small in my own team that I increased team efficiency by team performance by 60% with the same headcount just by introducing a tool. And then they bought the tool and Miro was the same thing. I was using Miro and then suddenly it became the official tool for this company. So this is what people miss out. It starts with the single person, with the multiplier, with the enabler inside the team who is tech savvy and wants to introduce something, but they will become the next decision maker. They will climb up the ladder and things like this. And then you have burned the bridges. You know, this is, this is the moment. <laughs> so I'm really, so that was a long story around all this, this is the point that I wanted to make, but I think I really, you know, I don't care if what road you're going, but Mira is a worst case example in this regards. They are going for enterprise. I can also tell you. This, this is where the money lies. This is just fact. I understand this from a business point perspective, but I think you lose yeah, the face that I mentioned. I can, I can tell you probably from the, you know, sitting at the other side of the table, how like not, not at Miro's table, but I can tell you that I think how it must have gone. And I think it must have gone the fact they are a heavily funded company. They get an investor in yeah. and a board and on that board. Investors sometimes come in. We have a very good one that we must say we're super happy with that really understands our business and works very well with us. But other investors come in and just go through their playbook. And one yeah. part of the playbook of investors for SaaS companies is move up market, you know? And that's the thing that they say because that's that's how they've done it in the past always. And 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 that's what probably happened at Miro. Okay, forget about those one, two, three, four people deals. You need to get into the enterprises and turn off your affiliate program because it's just confusion. Yeah, it's yeah. generating it, it, it's generating a cost. Because yep. if you have just some small right. affiliates paying out a few hundred dollars a month, it's just not worth keeping up the people busy. I absolutely understand this. But this moment just made me realizing that there's more to it than just having the big picture in mind. Sometimes you have to go to the basics in another understanding. And this being said, Miro is still a great tool and they're adding so many more features. Yeah. It is really cool. I would love to go on with this and, and dive into, you know, Miro versus Mindmeister and so on. <laughs> but I think we probably should do a follow-up session there and dive into once you have the new features introduced as well, I, I would love to have this. We also have a walkthrough session with one of your employees, Rafaela. She yeah. will give us a live session there for the members exclusive, where we dive into Meister, Meister task, my mind Meister and Meister node. And I will ask all the naughty questions nobody asks as usual. So we will, we will see how far we get there, but I love the interview already. So you ticked so many boxes when it comes to my point of view, how a company, our tech company should work and uh, philosophy behind this. And I'm really excited to see what more to come for my celebs. Yeah. So, so absolutely. <laughs> no, thank you very much. Very enjoyable. We should, we should continue. Absolutely. Michael, anything that you want to share with the community before we finish the interview? <laughs> where can they find Meister? Yes. Where can they find you? They can find me. Everyone can find me on, on LinkedIn and on many other social platforms. I'll tell you my email address as well. I'm very happy to receive direct emails as well. It's michael at meister.co and also at www.meister.co you find all our tools. You find also, for example, and my head of people will love me for saying this. You find our open jobs and positions. 
And we oh. have a, a great company culture. We are very, really proud of that. We, we have a great team in Vienna and in other locations. We're hiring all over the world. We're wanting to grow and need help building, building and selling those awesome tools. So that sounds awesome. Yeah, I'm really happy that we started to coming together here as well. It certainly enriched the Payless Movement membership as well, that we have another great tool in there and partner experts. So thank you very much for joining us and we will catch up next time. Can't wait. Thank you. Bye.